beginning of the fourth chapter of the laws of the Beis Amigdash in the Rambam. Nachdem wie der Rambam schreibt, was hat sich gefunden in Kedusha Gadoshim? After he describes what was found in the uh, what furnishings were in the Kedusha Gadoshim, so he says as even Hoisab Kedusha Gadoshim, there was a stone, a rock in the Kedusha Gadoshim, the Holy of Holies, b'Maravai, in the to the west, on the west side of it. Shalei Hoya Orim Munach, upon which sat the Oren, the Holy Ark. Chulu and so on. And there is Mamash and then he continues. And when Shleim HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash, the Yoda and Inusha Tzayfelachara, that eventually it would be destroyed. He built a place in the in the Beis HaMikdash to hide away, to store away the Oren, Lamata underneath, deep down inside Dabal in the mountain, the Matmanius in hidden places, Amukais very deep under the ground, Vakalkolis and winding uh, winding uh, passages. In other words, difficult to find. The Yeshua Melech and Yeshiyahu, the king, Tsiva at the time instructed the Gonzo at the time meaning later in time instructed the Gonzu Bamakim Shubanushleme and they hid the Oren, they placed the Oren into the place where Shlemalach had built for its eventual putting it to that into that place. Shanemar as a Pasuk says, by Yaimar Lalavim and he the king said to the Leviim the teachers of all the Jewish people, the ones that are sanctified unto Hashem, dedicated to doing Hashem's work. Tnu, the king said to them, Tnu is Hakadosh, place the holy ark, in the place in that storage place, in the place where Shlema Melech had the son of David, Shlema the son of David had built Melech Yisrael, the king of Israel, there is there is no carrying the Oren on the shoulders anymore. In other words, it's going to be placed away. There's not going to be any more transporting of the Oren. Now you shall serve Hashem your God. And so on. The apostle continues there. The Gonzu, and then he, the Rambam continues to say, the Gonzu Imai, along with the Oren, was also hidden away, Mata Aaron, the staff of Aaron, with which the miracle happened, the one that sprouted. The whole, uh, and as well as other things, all of these were not returned for the second base of Migdash. This happened at the end. The, pl- the hiding away of the Oren happened at the end of the first base of Migdash. And they were never returned, they were never brought back for the second base of Migdash. And also the, the, name, the name of Hashem, which was tucked into the breastplate of the Kayin Godel which worked to give answers through that, that brought up the holiness of the chayshin, of the breastplate of the kain, that it would flash answers to the prophet. So that inscription of Hashem's name, also, also the chayshin, the breastplate of the kain gadol, the one that they had in the second base, did not 
respond and not give answers with the Holy Spirit because that inscription was not in the breastplate. So that's what happened during the Bayesheni. So we have to understand. In fact, the commentaries ask the question. What difference does it make in halachic, in from the perspective of halacha, the gansa arichus advarim, this very lengthy description of what happened at the end of the first base amigdash and uh, what happened in the second base amigdash, vu and viazoi and how it happened and where it was placed and by who it was placed. In other words, the king Yeshio told the Levian and so on. That um, that is nignus givarim, where the and by who the, this arum was hidden away. Why does he give the entire historical description of what happened and what exactly happened there? And the question is because the words of the Rambam in this sefer, which is called the Yad Chazaka, the fourteen volume sefer of halacha, they are there only to describe what is the halacha. That's what their function is. These svarim, this set of svarim is for halacha. And things which, from which there is no halacha derived, or, or a teaching of behavior, proper behavior, or other information which is necessary for um, to know in how to behave. It's not the way of the Rambam that he would deal with it like historical facts. The Rambam doesn't describe the historical facts in this in this book, in the set of Svarim, because he only describes halacha, things which are needed in order to teach halacha. So the question is, why does he describe this whole historical event? What, what, of what relevance is it to halacha? Nochmeren, the question is greater. Adel inyan, this idea viazoyim vu, is there aron nignus gevarin? How and and where it was hidden? The aron was hidden. Is b'machlokes shnuyim. In fact, there is a machlokes in about this, about the details of it, where it was hidden. For instance, uh, there are in in the Gemara there is an opinion that says that it was hidden not below the uh, the kodesh gadashim, but rather somewhere in the, the chamber of the wood, that in the chamber of the wood there was a place um, in which they placed the Oren, that, like now below the ground there. Some say, in fact, that it was taken captive to Bovel. So there is difference of opinion of exactly what happened with the Oren. So why does the Rama need to come down on one, uh, according to one opinion? He chooses one opinion and he goes with that. Why does he have to do that if there's a machlaikis and it's not the place of his sefer to discuss what happened in the past if it doesn't have any relevance to the future to what we need to do. Since it has no relevance to Allah anyway so why does he have to choose one of the different opinions? Some commentaries explain as there's a very great need for the Rambam to teach this thing. according to the way he approaches it, what he according to his opinion that he tells us in chapter six of these halachas Over there he says, the holiness of 
the place of the Beis Hamikdash never went away. The holiness remains, and it it has relevance whether you're allowed to uh, enter into the area of the Beis Hamikdash. One who is tame, one who is not um, ritually pure, is not allowed to enter into the area of the Beis Hamikdash in its holiness. So the Ramam says the holiness still remains till today. The Savar Abenu, because he holds the Hach Milsig Dektusha Sabayis Loi Botla, this idea of the holiness of the Beis Hamikdash never went away. Ozlo commands Svirle Aramim Kaimenignas. That goes. Why wouldn't it be? They say these commentaries explain why would the Rambam hold that the holiness of the Beis Hamikdash still remains? The reason is because the Aron was hidden in that chamber that the Rambam describes in its proper place, it means beneath the uh, Kedusha Gadashim, deep in the mountain. So therefore the holiness is still there, because the holiness of the Aaron is still there. At least in regards to the, uh, when, whether one is a pr- permitted to enter the area of the Bigdash, it would seem, it would stand to reason, the that it depends on this question, whether the Aaron is still there. The Haqsi, because it says in the Pasuk, where it says about that one is not permitted to enter at least the Kedush HaGadoshim under any circumstances unless one is going to do the Avedah. So it says, The Pasuk seems to connect it to that which is going on beyond the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from the ordinary Holy Room of the Heichel. And so therefore, it seems that the Pasuk ties it in with the fact that the Kedush Gadoshim has the Oren, which is the, the Paroiches, was the, was the curtain that separated, that covered the Oren. The Oren was behind the Paroiches. So since the Torah connects the holiness of whether one is allowed to enter that area with the fact that it's covering the Aaron, so that, in other words, it depends on whether the Aaron is there. If the Aaron is there, then you're not allowed to enter it. If the Aaron is not there, then perhaps one is permitted to enter it. So therefore they say that because the Rambam wants, is going with the opinion that one is not permitted to enter the area of the Besamidash even today, it must be because the Aaron is still there. That's why he describes that the Aaron was hidden over there. But one really needs to examine this answer. In other words, it's not so simple what they're answering because while the Rambam doesn't use this reasoning to describe why he considers that the holiness when they sanctified the area of the holiness of the uh, of the Beis Amigdosh, they made it forever. They made it for now and forever. And he says something else. He gives a different reason why it still maintains its holiness. What he says is, The holiness of the Beis Hamikdash and Yerushalayim comes from the Shechina, from the holy presence of Hashem. And the Shechina never is removed. The Shechina always remains. Therefore, he connects it to the fact that it is essentially holy, holy because the Shekhinah is there. Uh, which, to which, it's not so essential that the Oren is there. The Shekhinah is there. That's good enough for us. 
So that's the reasoning that the Rambam gives. So in other words, it doesn't matter so much about the Oran itself. Is Nishmuva, and so we have to understand, because if that were the case, because in addition to that, the Rambam, if that was the Rambam's reasoning, he could have said it, first of all, in a much brief, in a much briefer way, and he should have stated it as all he had to do was say the Aram was hidden away in the place, in other words, right there in the Kedush HaKadoshim, and that would be enough to bring out this point, which he's going to relate later, which is that the holiness of the Beis Hamidus remains even today, because I told you earlier that the, the Aram was placed right there, and he doesn't have to go into the whole explanation and with the, with the historical references and who said it and what said it, as the Rebbe will explain in a moment. Uh, but the Rambam, but rather than just say it very briefly and state it explicitly that the Aram was buried right there, uh, the, the Rambam, rather what he says is, first of all, Saisim, he says it in, a, in a, this one particular point, which seems to be the essential point that he obscures. He doesn't say it explicitly. Bona boy makim lignas And he says, he built there a place to hide the Aaron. But he doesn't say where there. He doesn't explain exactly where there is. Because we can learn it as the word boy, because one can interpret the word in it. He built in it. In what? You could say to, you could just as easily say that boy that boy means somewhere in the area of the Beis Hamikdash, not necessarily in the or in the Kedush Hakadoshim. And in fact, boy would refer back to what he said right before, which is that he's talking about the the Beis Hamikdash in general, not the Kedush Hakadoshim specifically. And it not, doesn't necessarily mean that he he was. Uh, hidden away right there in the Kaddish Kaddashim. Kumtoi, so it comes out as a Iker Chasim HaSefer. So then, if that's the meaning, that's the reason that the Rambam gives this whole lengthy description is to share with us that the Aram was placed right there in the Kaddish Kaddashim. He's missing the main point. He doesn't even say that it was be- uh, placed right there in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Kaddish Kaddashim. The fact that the Aram was hidden away right there in its place in the Kaddish Kaddashim, he doesn't even say that explicitly. He leaves it in a way that you can interpret it, it could be in anywhere in the area of the Beis Hamikdash. Another point, he does not quote the Pasuk which the Gemara does quote that is the Pasuk Vahisham Adayamazan and it remained there until this very day. That's would that would bring out Velakhiz Madgesha the Orangifinsach Oyh Itzbim Kaimai. Quoting that Pasuk would have brought uh, the point made the point clear that the Oran is there till this very day. That would have answered the question, why is there holiness? But he doesn't quote the Pasuk, even though the Gemara does quote that Pasuk. A third point, the Iker, and this is the main point. This doesn't explain in any way why the, the Rambam does bring the point 
which is according to one opinion, and it, he's he's taking one opinion as we said before. As Yeshua had is given the Mara that there was Yeshua, the King Yeshua, that was the one that instructed to play, hide away the Aaron. Was thus is clownish negayel inyan, which seems to be irrelevant to this matter of where the Aaron is. What's the difference? Who said to put it there? See, the Aaron is It's irrelevant who said to do it. In, in regards to where exactly the Aaron is, that it's in its place right there in the Keshugadoshim, other Elishka Sa'itzim, or whether it is in the uh, woodshed area, which was not near the Keshugadoshim at all, it was in, uh, an area in the woman's section of the, Besa, of the courtyard of the Beis Migdash. In other words, why does he have to tell us that it was Yeshua Malach that, uh, that did it? A fourth point. The question is even greater. In debate in Yonim, in both of these matters, in regards to where exactly it was hidden in Unveros Hatim given and who was the one that did it, is the Rambam Mairech mit Kamavakama Pratim. The Rambam doesn't just say it. Yeshua Malach said it. He goes into great length describing many details about it. First of all, Ashleimah Malach had Geboidim Arat. First of all, he states that it was Shleim HaMelech that built that hiding place. Number two, as the Mokim is given, then he tells us that the place was down below in hidden passages, winding passages deep down in the ground. Then he says, as Yeshua HaMelech that Yeshua HaMelech was instructed that it should be hidden away. Nishtam Gonzai. He doesn't say, for instance, Yeshua Amalekh hid it away. He says, Yeshua Amalekh instructed to, that it should be done. And then he said, and a, a fifth point is, I bring the Rav Arayah from Pasuk, and he, has to, he feels that he has to bring proof from a Pasuk about the whole story. And he quotes the Pasuk. Number six, in the two, in is the two maitik from pasuk eich deverter in the in the pasuk that he brings? He even says points. He brings parts of the pasuk which don't seem to be relevant to this matter because he says the Yeshua Melech said to the Leviim to the Leviim Hamevinim Lachol Yisrael which are the teachers of the, all the Jewish people Hamktoshim Lashem that are sanctified unto Hashem. And then he also gives the detail, Ben David Melech Yisrael, that Shleim HaMelech, he has to tell you who Shleim HaMelech is. He's the son of David, who was the king of Israel. And then he goes on to say that he told the Levian that you will no longer carry the Oren at the Ivdu Hashem, so now go ahead and serve Hashem by hiding it, presumably. Which also don't seem relevant to making the point that it was Yeshua Melech. Even if you feel that you need to tell us that it was Yeshua Melech who, who t- instructed that it should be done, but why give all these details? What exactly he said to Levian and describing the Levian and describing who Shleima Melech is, the son of David, and so on, and telling us that it was Shleima Melech who built the place. So the question is, all of these details, why are they relevant to in halacha that we should know this whole very, very descriptive um, piece of history? We also have to understand another thing. From Pashtus Loshna Rambam, from the way the Rambam puts it, 
and he knew that knew that eventually the Beis Hamikdash would be destroyed, and therefore he built a place in the down below. Is mashma from that it seems that had the in He seems to be saying that Shleimah came to that decision that he should make a place where the Aaron could be hidden away. Why did he make that decision? Because he understood that eventually it's going to be destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. So therefore, he decided to make a place where it should be hidden away. Because he knew, he, came, he understood that it would be eventually destroyed. This Tamuah, so that in itself leaves a great question. Every detail of the building of the base were constructed in the way, the specific way that Hashem commanded, as the Pasuk says everything that was written what came from Hashem Hashem communicated to me every detail of how to build the Beis HaMikdash how does it fit that Shleim HaMelech decided to add something to the Beis HaMikdash of his own accord it was something that he thought was the right thing to do. What sense does that make when everything else he followed Hashem's plan? Architecture. Another question that needs to be asked, why the Rambam concludes this whole uh, discussion, and also at great length, in regards to the Chayshin, uh, the breastplate, in regards to the second base of Migdash, that it didn't have the capacity to be able to respond to the questions of the prophet. It's true that the Urmatumim have a common denominator with the Oren because it too did not come back in the second base Amigdash. So those are two things, more than two, the Oren and the, uh, a, no- a number of other things that he mentions. So that they have that in common, true. But the whole this whole discussion about the Urim Betumim had nothing to do, it would seem, with the laws of the Beis Hamikdash itself. Nor the Urim Betumim was something to do with the garments of the Kayan Gadol. So that's where it should be discussed. The uh, the Rambam has a section of his of this sefer which discusses the laws of the furnishings of the Beis HaMikdash and also the ones who served, in other words, the Kayinim and their garments. And the Rambam in fact does talk about the Urim Betumim and the fact that it wasn't in the Beis HaMikdash, second Beis HaMikdash there. So the question is, so why then does he quote it? Does he talk about it here in the laws of the Beis HaMikdash, which is not the laws of the, of the garments of the Kayin Gadol? And therefore, we have to say, as the shaykhs from Urim Betumim zum Oren, that the connection between the Urim Betumim and the Oren is nishnor in them was It's not just merely that they have in common that they weren't there by the second base Amigdash. Nor is there Habma shaykhs zum Etzim in the Oren, but rather the Urim Betumim somehow is connected essentially, integrally to the Oren. Not just that they share a detail that they weren't there in the, base, in the second base Amigdash. For this reason, because they are integrally connected, that's why he quotes it 
in the laws of Esav. Together with the laws pertaining to the Oren. So, of course, we have to understand what's the connection between the Orem and Tumim and the Oren. Talit. Vetmedos Fashtein. So we'll understand all this by first exp- uh, explaining In order to understand this, we first have to see where did the Rambam place these halachas? Where did he choose to place this discussion of the Aaron? In Anhaib, and the reason that this needs to be understood is in the Rambam, at the beginning of the laws of the Beis the Rambam says, these are the matters which are essential to the building of the Beis HaMikdash and he goes on to explain you have to build a place which is called the holy place that's in the Heichal, in the building of the Beis HaMikdash the Beis HaMikdash compound was made up of many buildings and structures and, and courtyards and so on but there was the main building, which is called the Heichal. And in the Heichal, there was the f- front room, which is the, the Kodesh, the holy place, where the Menorah and the Shulchan and the small Mezbeach were. And there needs to be a Kodesh Gadoshim, the Holy of Holies, which is, of course, the place where the Kodesh Gadoshim is, where the Oran is. And there is also an Ulam, which means an antechamber, a room that comes like a foyer, which leads into the holy place. So that's the he describes the main building, let's call it. And after that, Zakhtar he says, and that in the base of Middash there were all kinds of furnishings, like let's say the Menorah and the Shulchan and so on. And he describes each one of these furnishings and where they stood in the building. So that's in chapter one of the laws of the base of Middash. In other words, he gives the general idea of what it me- what it means to have a Beis Amigdash. In the Vayte de Geprakim, Perik Beis and Gimel, then in the, the, the next two Prakim, chapter 2 and chapter 3, is the Rambam Avayar, the Rambam explains Tzura Sakelim. He goes on to explain the furnishing. So he describes the Menorah and the Shulchan and the small Mizbeach. And then he goes on in Perik Revi, in the fourth chapter, Tzura Sabayis. He goes on to describe the architecture of the Beis Hamikdash itself. Kaisli Abayisi describes how the walls were built and the Heichal, the uh, the main structure, and then the Sha'arim, the gates and the, the the many entrances and so on. So he's talking about the architecture of the main building itself. Shtelzel the Shaila. So then we have the question: There are in Balank Amikdash the Oren, the Holy Ark what was that a part of? that should be discussed together with all the other furnishings of the Beis Amidus which are discussed in chapter 2 and 3 where does he actually describe the whole Oren and all the details in the beginning of chapter 4 how does it fit the Arichus in their Halacha Anal, Oren, how does it fit the, this whole discussion about the Oren that it was hidden away and so on in Pedigravi, in the fourth chapter, which is talking about the architecture of the building itself. He's describing a furnishing of the building rather in the chapter in which he has dedicated to, dis, to discuss the architecture of the building. So, doesn't it make more sense that the Oren should be discussed in chapter three, 2 or 3? 
is the fun gufe gedrungen. So from this in its, itself, you can see, as does was the oren gefinsach in Kedush Gadashim, that the fact that the oren is in the Holy of Holies is ladas haramam apraten suras habayis. According to the Ramam, the way the Ramam sees it, the oren is not merely another furnishing of the Beis Hamikdash, but it is a part of the structure of the Beis Hamikdash. Their Oren is Nishnar Akeli, the Oren is not just a furnishing, Vos Gefinzach in Kedish Gershom, which happens to be in the Holy of Holies, similar to the other uh, implements or the furnishings of the Vesmidish, which found themselves in the outer room, the Shulchan, the Menorah, and so on, as I said. So the Oren is not to be seen that way at all. Nor er is a tale from the Kedish Gershom, Binyan Atzmai. The Oren is part and parcel of the building. The Baud, as the Oren macht and beis for Hashem. And the reason for this is because the Oren is the most essential part of that building. It's the Oren which makes it into a godly Hashem's home. The Oren is the place where the Shechina, where Hashem dwells, as the Pasuk says, in the Adatil Hashem, and that is where I will. Uh, meet with you. That is where I will be available to you. So Hashem, where is Hashem in the base of Hidush? Upon the Oren. So the Oren is the building. It's the, the nucleus of the building. One could say that the Oren is the center, the nucleus, and the building is built around it. In other words, that's why the Rambam places it in the description, in the chapter which describes the building itself. Because it is the center point of the building. When the mit is musbar, and this also explains that the Rambam does not include the Oren amongst the furnishings that he described in the beginning of chapter 1 where he said um, the, the, build, the base of Middash is made up and he said of the, what, uh, you know, the general structure of it and then he said and these are the furnishings and he goes on to list the furnishings but he doesn't list the Oren in order from as we said at the beginning of the laws of the Vesamidash. He says, as we said before, he makes he, you have to make in this Besamidash different furnishings, and he doesn't list the Oran. And the reason is, well the Oran is Nishkan Caleb if not because the Oran is not to be seen as a furnishing of the Besamidash, this is a telephone because it is a part of the Besamidash itself. It is the essential part of the Kedash so now that we understand that the the Oren is the very center part of the Beis Hamikdash, al pizevet So this leaves a leaves a great question. So according to this, it comes out as in Bayisheni that in the second Beis Hamikdash was dart hotzich the Oren nishgefune b'mkaimai, where the the Oren wasn't in the second Beis Hamikdash in the Kedush Gadashim. Is the Kedush Gadashim for Velcha the Oren is a chelik nishgvem mishlemusa? So the Holy of Holies was missing such an important component of it. It wasn't there in the base in the second base of Migdash. Does haste, in other words, as Babayasheni had gefelt nishnar aprat. That's to say that in the second base of Migdash it wasn't just missing one detail. You know, you have a base of Migdash, but it's missing the you know on a, a detail. That's not at all. But it was missing an essential part of the Beis Hamikdash, not just the furnishing of the Beis Hamikdash, but 
it is what the whole base Midrash is built around. So that's missing in the second base Amigdash. How can you have a second base Amigdash if it's missing its very nucleus? And in order to take away this astounding question, bring the Rambam, the Gansar Rikhus, that's why the Rambam brings the entire description of how the Aram was hidden away at the end of the base, first base of Mirzvah's the mit, by this we will understand that even in the second base of there was nothing missing from the sec- from the base of Migdash. There was nothing missing. The beer was that to explain. Hey. Those was the Rambam Zokt. That which the Rambam says of Aisha Bonashlemas Abayas that when Shlemamalak built the base of Migdash originally Bonabay Mokim Lignas Bay Aran, he built a place to hide away the Aran. Is Akavanabaza his intention here is Nishtzumachriazain Vuda Aran is Nignas Givaran. The issue here that he's trying to bring out is not to make a point of where the base the Aran was hidden. Because that's in the past and it doesn't relate to anything halachically, so why does he have to tell you that? That's not the point at all. Not a main din in What he's trying to say is bring out a new, a novel idea in the building of the Beis Hamikdash. The Gnizus What he means is the Gnizus is nish nor an inyan from the evad We shouldn't see the fact that they removed the Aaron at the end, towards the end of the second first Beis Hamikdash, was not a question of. Well, we have no choice. We don't want the Aaron to fall into the hands of the enemy. So, as as terrible a thing as it is, but we have to take it out of here. We have to take it away from here. And it's only uh, we have no choice, so we have to do it. Yes, it compromises the base of English, but we can't allow it to fall into enemy hands. Nor but rather, what it really is. That when Shlomelech built the Beis Hamikdash 400 years earlier, they already planned and they made, they they took care of this issue. What he did was, he designed it in such a way. It was designed in such a way that the Oren has two places in which it can be housed. In the Kedush Gadashim is the place that you would want to have it generally, but they also built a place underneath the, the Kedush Gadashim in a hidden place where the Aaron can also be st- not stored there, but sit there as a part of the Beis Hamikdash. So the Aaron has two places. It was designed originally that the Aaron should have two places, as the Aaron told Kilo Havens famous the Beis Hamikdash. First one is Amokim Goli the open, you know, the obvious place if the men ever should see on the stone which is called the foundation stone of the Kri- of uh, the world, which is in the Kedush Gadashim. And the second place is Amokim a place where it has to, when it has to be hidden away, Lamata it should be there underneath the Kedush Gadashim, as we said, in hidden, winding, deep uh, uh, passageways and the point that he's making is that that place, that secondary place is also built into 
the base of Migdosh, and it is a part of the base of Migdosh. And when the Oren has to be placed there, the Oren is still part of the base of Migdosh. It's still part of the Kedush Gadashim. Thus, haste, which means now, the Gnizus Oren is Nishkan Inyan Noisef in base of Migdosh. When we're talking about hiding away the Oren, it's not something that was. Till now, we had a base of Migdosh. Now we need to change things and we have to take the Oren away from the base of Migdosh. That's not what it is at all. Which was done only because at a time when they needed to protect and for safekeeping, they have to hide away the Oren. But rather, what is understood is, Nordos is a din in Bininabayas. This is part and parcel of the building of the base of Migdosh itself. Just like in order for the Besamidish to be complete, you need a place, which is called the Holy of Holies, where the Orange will stain, by Ephen Goli, where the Orange should be there in its obvious place. So also the Besamidish needs a place which is a hidden place for the Orange which is also in the Kedush HaGadoshim, down below the very space of the Kedush HaGadoshim. For the Oren, and it has to be there for the Oren, and when it needs to be hidden away and protected. When the Midved Bavorant, the Nitzchis for Kedush HaGadoshim, and by having that there, that maintains the eternity of the Kedush HaGadoshim. Hayyeh says that Oren is a chelik ikra from Kedush HaGadoshim Canal, since the Oren is, of course, the essential, the nucleus of the whole base of Migdosh. So, of course, you need the Oren there. And that's why they made a secondary place where the Oren would be, still being a part of the Kedush HaGadoshim and the base of Migdosh, and the base of Migdosh remains the holy place that it is. And this is the Pirush from Divri Rambam, and this is what is meant by the Rambam when he says the Be'eshe Bona Shleima that when Shleima Melech built the base of Migdash, Ve'yadosh Echseifei Lecharev, and he knew that eventually it will be destroyed. Bona Be'imokam, he built, originally planned and designed and built a place for the base of Migdash for the Oren. That doesn't mean that Shleima Melech came to the conclusion that it needs to be built and did it on his own. Nor er had bamboyen gemus wissen, but rather what it means is that in the Shlemelech was told how to build the Beis Hamikdash, and he was also told the idea that there is going to come a time when the Beis Hamikdash will be destroyed, and therefore you need to know now that it's, one day it's going to be destroyed. Mahatim gehesen umbona the Mokam Agnis, and therefore he was instructed, and then went ahead and built that secondary room where it will be able to be hidden away. Why did he have to know that? Since the Oren needs to be in the Holy of Holies. And if Shleimah were simply told, of course it would have been told, but if he was simply told, you need to cre- create a place underneath for a place that can house the Oren. But he would not have, not have been told what the reason that it needs to be there. It would come out as the Ace Habinian that during the time of the building of the base of English is the Mokim Nishniskadish Givaran, Alt Mokim Liktushis Oren. He wouldn't have been able to sanctify that place as a place for the Oren because he has no idea that that's what it's for that that's what's going to be there the Oren is going to be there if he was simply told I need a chamber down below 
the uh, the Kodesh Gadashim, and Hashem didn't tell him why it needs to be there. He wouldn't have known to sanctify it as a place for the Kodesh, for the Oren, and he wouldn't have done that. Therefore, he was told there's going to be a time when we're going to have to take away the Oren, and we need a place for it, an alternate place for it, and that has to be under the Kodesh Gadashim. And that's why he did it at the time of the building. He already knew this whole thing in advance. Therefore, as the Rambam Madgish, that's why the Rambam emphasizes, He knew the whole thing, that one day the Beis HaMidosh will be close to be destroyed, close to be destroyed. And that's why he knew that there has to be an alternate place, and he did it, and he built it, and he sanctified it for that. In the building of the Beis Hamikdash, he also made a place where it can be hidden away. As the Rambam emphasizes, as is given a that it was a place which the Rambam tells us that it's a place which could could act as a hiding place because that's what its purpose is, and that's why he says that it was built in winding passageways deep down underneath the Bukhadish Kadashim. In, in other words, it's built fit to be a hiding place. And therefore, obviously, he sanctified that place as well, as a place where the Oren is going to be, and therefore that is like an extension of the Kadish Kadashim itself when it is needed, and it was sanctified as such, and that's what the Rambam is communicating here. Vav. Based on this, we can also understand that Tamfos, the Rambam is Mamshich Moshe. The reason that the Rambam continues with the story and he adds, as the king commanded and ordered and instructed and hid the Aaron in the place where Shlomo Melech built. In order to further emphasize. As the Gnizas Ham Oren B'Makam said that putting the Oren into that place is nisht an inyan fum b'diyevet is not something that we have no choice, so we have to do this, and it's not really um, it's it, like the the Beis is diminished as a result of it. Nor is given lechat chilu but rather it was something that was originally planned, and they already had a provision for this eventuality. And that should be the new place when the Oren needs to be hidden away as an extension of the Kodesh Gadashim. Is the Rambam a virus? So the Rambam explains us that also the hiding away, the act of placing it into that air, that place is It didn't happen at the time of the actual destruction of the base of Migdash. Which means, you, if you picture it, if the enemy, the enemy is at the gates and the uh, the Babylonians are uh, are in the Beis Hamikdash and at the last minute they they grab the Oren and take it as far away as possible, get it out of here. And that's not what happened at all. And it didn't happen in a time when they were rushing and 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 uh, just scurrying and trying to figure out what to do. All this happened in a time when the Beis Hamidrash was not in danger at all. Ki as is well known, that the Jewish people were 
in a position of power in the time of Yeshio. They weren't yet fearing the uh, immediate destruction or the Babylonian onslaught. And thus, even more, as the he points out the Raman that the, that placing the Aaron into this alternate room is given was similar to what the way Shleimah HaMelech placed the Aaron into its into the Kedush Hagadoshim. That number one Yeshua Melech is given the civil Gonze. It was the king himself that commanded, that instructed what exactly should be done. Just like in the original uh, 400 years earlier, was the king Shleimah Melech that instructed what should be done and placing it in the in the Kedush Hagadoshim. Also, the Achnosis Durgifid Givorn Dur Chalavim Amevinim Bechol Yisrael Hakdeshim LaHashem. That the who was the one that brought the Aram from the Kedush Gadoshim to the alternate Kedush Gadoshim? It was the Levim that were instructed to do it. They didn't find a you know the biggest, strongest uh, military man that would that would be you know protect the Aram and he's going to go do it, take it away, get it out of the way of the of the enemy. It was the holy people, the Levian, that did it. Similar to what happened by Shleimah, that it was the Kayanim that brought the Aaron into its place. In other words, that what, what the Ramam is describing is not a, an emergency situation, let's get the Aaron out of here. What he's describing is a Hachnosus, like you know, you have the you've seen with all the pomp and the ceremony and who does it they, 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 they honor the, uh, the Rabbanim and the, the important people the, the holy people to carry it in a similar way what's happened here it was an Achnosis Aaron to the other Kedush Kedashim rather than let's get this Aaron out of here when the Pharisees the Pasuk Medayik Tzuzodim and that's why the Pasuk emphasizes the Moshant Nu Es Aron HaKedosh Bevayisa Shabbat Nishleim and the Pasuk says Yeshua was saying to the Levim place the Aron into the room that Shleim HaMalach built this is not to be seen as we have to remove the Aron from the Kedosh Gadashim, but rather it's a placement it's a Hachnosus Aron into its alternate room when the far brings the Rambam, that's why the Rambam brings the end of that pasuk. Since you don't have the avoda of carrying the aron as the Levian once used to have, so therefore serve Hashem in this way. Even though the aron will now be in a hidden place, and therefore you will not have the opportunity of ever being able to handle the Aaron itself, if it has to be taken somewhere, that's going to be in the past that does not mean that the Aveda that takes place in the Beis Hamidosh will be somehow lacking because the Aaron isn't there nor he concludes by saying you will continue to serve Hashem in the normal way in the Beis Hamidosh in Beis Hamidosh um, because nothing will be lacking in the Beis Hamikdash, in the holiness of the Beis Hamikdash. Zion. 
Based on this, we'll also understand now what the Rambam is misaying the Allah Midamarichas Vegna Urim Batumim Bizman Bayusheni. Why the Rambam goes on to explain in detail about the Urim Batumim that was lacking in the second Besamidash. The Rambam brings that dogma to them as a Zaknin as in Trilus Allah Vegna Urim. He's trying to find a similar situation to what he said about the Urim. As Oichem Bayusheni is given the Urim Bishlemus. Uh, trying to, uh, that he's pointing out that also in the base of Mig, uh, the second base of Mig, the Aram was there fully, which means in its place, of course, in the hidden place, but still in its designated place. already designated that place. Even though on the surface there was a big change, if you go to the Kajilashim, you don't see it. You couldn't actually see the Aram in the base of Migdash. So we say he finds a similar situation to that. As Azoi Gifint Ben Oich Ben Egeya Ha'Urim B'Tumim Ba'Yisheni, that a similar thing existed also in regards to the Urim B'Tumim in the second base of English. The Urim B'Tumim Ludasa Rambam, the Rambam says that the Urim B'Tumim is and he given B'Shleimusim Oich B'Ba'Yisheni. That uh, he says that the Urim B'Tumim was in its full had its full impact in the Ba'Yisheni, mean, meaning as a garment of the Kayan Godel. Chodsh is given a Shina Godel even though there was a great change, that it no, no longer had the capacity to be able to respond to the prophecy. In other words, you couldn't hear any communication from the Chayshin. In other words, that the way in which it manifests was lacking, was no longer there. It was not the same as it was in the first place of Middash. But they were still fully, had the full status of the Chayshin. And that's why they were a valid eighth garment for the Kayin Gadol. Kayin Gadol needs eight garments. One of them is the Chayshin. And even though the Chayshin is not functioning in the same way, as it did in the first base of Midrash, because you couldn't talk to it and you couldn't, you couldn't get a response, but it's still a valid part of the garments of the Kayin Gadol, and therefore the Kayin Gadol has his full complement of eight garments. In other words, a similar situation to the Aram. You can't see the Aram, but it, it's fully there and fully brings the holiness to the base of Migdash, to the Kayin Gadoshim, and everything goes on as usual. Ches. Based on all this, we now have a chiddush va'aflo and nishna b'shaychus to shleimus amaylof va'aktushuf ba'isheni. Now we see that there isn't just something that brings out the point that in the second base hamikdash there was nothing lacking. The kodesh gadoshim was there, the aron was there. As oich demol taught me gehad the kodesh gadoshim shleimus in the aron and b'kaimei. That also then we had by the base, second base of we had the Holy of Holies fully, and the Aaron was in its place. But it is something more. Not the midvet in This brings out a certain elevated quality to the way we understood the first base of Migdash. is the base Although. On the surface, it would seem that the first base of Middash was not an eternal structure because it got destroyed. 
because it was destroyed, that means that even when it was standing, it had the ability to be destroyed, which means it doesn't have that uh, power of an eternal building. is That's what it looks like on the surface, but if you look deeper below the surface, is the first place of English also had a certain eternity an eternal uh, st- status about it. Says Da in Bayisrishin Amokim Gniza because in the first base Amigdash already contains the place where the Aram would be hidden away. And that place was never destroyed. In other words, the place where the Aram ended up being in the Bayisrishin never got destroyed. It's still there. When the Aron is the Aron is there until this very day. When we say that the first sanctification of the Beis Amigdash was done for the time, and it is also something which goes on eternally, that's because of the holiness of the place. As the Ramav says, because the Shechina dwells in that place. The Harabayis, the holy place, that's the place of the Shechina, and that will go on regardless of whether the Beis Hamidrash is there or not. Abedah is the Rambam Achadosh Atifer in but the Rambam is bringing out an, a deeper concept. As Oich the Binyan Gufa, that also the building of the Beis Hamidrash, Hotin Zichaninian, also contains a certain aspect, a Chelik Velcheriz, Lushaytay Lashad Lavai. A part of the first Beis Hamidrash also contains something which is although the rest of the building is destroyed, but the uh, nucleus, the essence of it, remains until today. The Kedush was built, designed and built originally, so that it would last, it would be there for the 410 years of the Beis Amikdash, as well as eternally in the secondary room, which is a part of the Kedush because the first Beis Amikdash has a secondary place where the Kedush Kedushim is going to be, and the Oren is, and that never got destroyed. Tess. Al now, so based on all this, this also brings to light a certain bind, a certain connection between all three Batei Mikdash. It's not to be seen as three separate Beis Hamidosh. It was the first one, got destroyed. The second one, got destroyed. And then there will be a third one. But of course, the three Beis Hamidosh, they have the same idea and so on. So they're connected to each other, but they're three separate entity buildings. Nor Be'ikir, but rather, in essentially, Zainas, they aim bias. They are really one continuous Beis Hamidosh. The base of English is Shani Bechena Shlishi, because the second base of English, as well as the third, is Bechelika Ikri Nishkanaya Besam Bias. The nucleus, as we've been calling it, of the base of English is not new. It's in the second base of English, it was there, it's, it was there, and in the third base of English, it continues to be there. It's just one continuous base of English. Certain parts of it, huge, large parts of it, were destroyed. But the essence of it remained all the time. So now it was rebuilt on that nucleus. 
nor the eshter bayis vet kiboi tiberes In other words, what happens is the first base amigdash, the the whole surface of it was destroyed, and then rebuilt. Not that we built a new base amigdash. We rebuilt the first base amigdash because the essence of it remained. And the same will happen by the third one. Showing in the binyan from eshter bayis because already in the building of the first base amigdash it's nikva gevaron. They already. Uh, built into it an inyan the part that part of it part of elements of it will be only tempor- temporary and then there's the element which will continue forever nitzchi in other words the eternal aspect of it and, and that continues in the sheni and the shlishi in the second and the third and one could say amazing the same is true for the resurrection of the dead as well it doesn't mean that Hashem will build, will give, create new bodies for every single person that lived up until then, for every single Jew that lived up until then. But what about the body, the, you know, the actual body that was there before, that is already gone. That returned to the earth. But Hashem give, makes a new body for this neshama. That's not what it is at all. Nor rather, the gufim velen oifkibayit velen from them etzem luz. What it means is, Hashem leaves a nucleus, what's called in the in the svarim etzem luz, the luz bone, and that never gets destroyed. That always remains. And of course, we don't know where they all are, but Hashem knows where they all are. And then He expands the body back from that one etzem luz. I like to think of it as you know, there's a fragment of DNA. And then he just rebuilds, you know, uh, multiplies the DNA into the original body that was there before. Those dos is their etzimagoshul of neza, which is really the same body that was there. In velchas is nishkein because in that nucleus of the etzim laws or DNA is never destroyed, and it just will be rebuilt again from there. Just like the three base amigdosh, the nucleus, the etzim of it, the essence of it. The Beis Hamikdash, the Kedusha Gadoshim, where the Aron is, remains. Now, thus is that Inyan from Bonabay Makam Lignus Bay Aron. This is what the meaning is: that he built a place where to hide the Aron. The Makam Aron is the Etzem Iker Canal, because the place of the Aron that is the nucleus of the of the building from the Beis Hamikdash. In Velchas is Nitzayich Kenchor Mevavsed, the part of it which can never be destroyed, because Hashem did not allow it to be destroyed. From that, from there begins the building. It expands outward from that essence. Yud. The halacha in Rambam. This halacha in Rambam brings brings out also extraordinary ideas in klolus inyan achorv va'agolus in the general idea of what the destruction is and what the golus is. In the beisamidish mitzad atzmei volt nishgi kenzayin kininishol chorbun. The Beis Hamidrash itself could not have been destroyed because Goyim B'Koyach Atzmam Kenen Yishavim Chazor Shalom Kenshlita in the Beis Hamidrash, in the Bayis Lashem. Goyim cannot have control, they cannot affect this, the holy place, the Beis Hamidrash, which is Hashem's home. What kind of power do they have to be able to destroy the Beis Hamidrash? None. What is the reason that there could have been and there was a Chorm? Is the far of us in Beis Gufe? That's because the Beis itself, the Ace Binyone, at the time when it was built, 
is given on this in the Smokum Nefsharis of the Khurban. They Hashem instructed that they should build in this possibility for destruction. Otherwise it would never have been destroyed. As it is in regards to Jews in general. As a goy goy on his own, if a yidin could have no power over a Jew. The only way that a, a goy can have control or power over a yid is because a Jew allows that. Only when it allows when a yid allows that to happen does it happen. And even more, not only do we say that a goy can have no ruler, cannot be able to rule or control the yid, nor even the heavenly court doesn't have the power to be able to control a yid and to be able to exact punishment of a yid. Where do we know that? Because we know that when they pass judgment and they say this will be your punishment, how could, where do they get that? Can only happen if a Jew, if the yid itself, himself or herself, pass that judgment about yourself, about themselves. Which what he's talking about is the idea that it says that when a person judges another person and says, oh, that person did so much, so you know what they deserve for that? And he says, you know, they should uh, do this and that, or that should happen. When a person says that, what they are doing is passing judgment for them on themselves. Because one day they will come before the heavenly court, and the heavenly court will say, what do you do to someone that did so and so? The Nisham, of course, doesn't remember or doesn't really get that uh, it's talking about something that, de- that this neshama itself did and says oh that's a terrible thing and it should and this is what happened uh, and, uh, or no rather sorry the neshama says well we can you know we can look away from that beginning to realize that they're talking about me so he says well maybe we can find a way to get around that problem so the, the heavenly court says well they play the tape Remember, you said about so and so that when they do this and that, this is what should happen. Well, you gave that verdict about yourself. So, in other words, that the heavenly court even has no control to be able to punish a yid. Only if the yid himself passes that judgment and declares that to be the punishment. That's what the Ramam says. That the very the only reason that there could have been a destruction of the Beis is only because when Shlomo Melech built the Beis Hamikdash, not only did he know that it would eventually be destroyed, in other words, allowing for that possibility, no, of course, by instruction of Hashem. But he even built into it that extra room to allow for the time when the destruction will happen. That he built a place where the Aram will be hidden. But from the very fact that during the time when they built the Beis Hamikdash by Shlomo Melech, and it was a great a time of great joy, and it was you know parades and so on, everything was 
looking up, everything was, everybody was so happy. The, the joy that existed then. In the midst of all that joy, what was Shleim HaMelech thinking? He's already planning for the destruction. He's already building in uh, an, uh, plan B for the instruction for the destruction. And even did something. He made built up space for this reason. His movement, so it's understood as the fact that he could have been dealing with this in the great joy of building the Beis Hamikdash must mean that the the destruction itself is really part of the building. That it's really what allows for the absolute ultimate purpose of the Beis Hamikdash. That's the only that that could have happened. Fabir Bazet to explain what that means. To explain the the purpose, the reason Hashem destroyed the base of was not just not for the sake of destroying it, nor The reason for destroying the first base of was in order to allow for a greater base of to come in its place. As we know that what's called a descent in order to be able to grow to a higher, better, a higher level after that. Until, of course, the ultimate is the third Beis Amigdash, which will be an eternal Beis Amigdash. And then we will have the perfect Beis Amigdash because it will be the building, the, the, the building that Hashem Himself will build Migdash Adnai Kenani Yodecha, as the Pasuk says, the Beis Amidash which Hashem himself, himself has established. And that's what the Ramam is saying. When Shlema Melech built the Beis Amidash, which means by definition that since it was Shlema Melech who built it, by definition it means that it's not going to be able to be eternal. Bibaldas big begin of Varnash since since it is a, a binyana, sorry, binyana de Varnash, since it's a building made by man. And man is not eternal, so anything that a man builds cannot be eternal. So the fact that he built it means it's gonna be eventually destroyed. When the fire bona by Mokam Lignas by and that's why he had to build a place to hide the Aran. Which means he it was understood and it was pre-planned that it was going to eventually be destroyed. So that we, it will leave place for a greater Beis HaMikdash. Because, of course, when you destroy the Beis HaMikdash and you leave an empty space, that's a Chorban. But the point of that is in order to allow for the third base of Midrash to be built. Because it wasn't time yet for some reason that Hashem should build it. So Shleim HaMelech knew, I'm going to build it, which means that it's going to be destroyed. But it's going to be destroyed in order to allow for that eventual base of Midrash, which Hashem Himself will build, and that will be eternal. In other words, we need the destruction in order to lead to the third Beis Hamidosh, Hashem's Beis Hamidosh. And that Inyan, as the Seifel Lecharev is Salib Der Aliyah and this idea that the eventual destruction of Shleim Amalek's Beis Hamidosh is in order to bring to the 
higher level base midrash which comes after is mudgish in the inyuguf of shleimad geton is emphasized in that which shleimad melech did bonabay my makim lignas bayaren that he pl- built a place to have the aren fazdas ha tinzir beidik tzavus which has that idea has both extremes in it. On the one hand, those vayis, the vayis is is azav or soifel echarav. On the one hand, it, it expresses very clearly, even in deed, that the beis is going to be destroyed. But on the other hand, is the matara from bainazayin the makam gniza, the purpose of building in this place to hide the aron to bavarin the nitzchis from the aron on beis for the purpose of preserving the eternal aspect of the beis which is that it must remain eternal. It's going to continue because the Aaron and the Kodesh are there and they, that will not be able to be destroyed. By that they, he made sure that in the second base of Middash there would be nothing lacking for the base of Middash, the second base of Middash. And was noch mehr and even more does that Bavarant as their Aaron Gufas will bleiben ganz that the Aaron itself should remain and that it that the nucleus remains, and that's what the third base of is built upon. So, in other words, that it's it, it's truly eternal, and that the destruction only affects the outer dimension of it, but that it continues unabated until the third base of which will be eternal in all of its structure, will come about. Yud Beis. Al Pizeh Yesh Lefarish Gamkin. And based on this, we can also explain the Pnimis Yonim, at least from the perspective of Chassidus, from the inner dimension of the whole thing. The Drei Lushonis where the Rambam had zokt vegn the Makom Shenigz by Oren. The three phrase, the three words that the Rambam uses in order to describe that place where the Oren, the secondary place for the Oren. He says b'matmoinias in a hidden place, amuka is deep, va'akalkolis and winding. The mitzvah the Rambam Rames that Ilui was his arangi given given in the Migdash Torah was the bonem by Makom Lignus by Yisaron. By this he describes the uniqueness, the great, the great thing that was built into the Beis Hamikdash through building that place, creating that place where the Aron will be placed. Ava piyas bechitzenis does fabunim mitan inyan achorim even though. On the surface, it seems to be related only to the fact that we know that there's going to be a Chorban, and therefore we need a place like that. Because eventually it's going to be destroyed. <coughs> so that's what it may seem like. But but it's only because of this destruction. And so that leads to the what the destruction brought about, which is Tshuva on the behalf of the Yidin. The Aliyah, and that's why Tshuva is, of course, on a higher level than the original. Uh, you know, Tshuva is on a higher level than ordinary Aveda, as we know. As it brings out the level of hidden and uh, and Amukah is deep. The Hechste Madregen Alukus, that signifies the highest levels of godliness, as we said, Atzmam, that. <coughs> essentially they are they are hidden beyond any comprehension deep beneath the surface you can't reach that level of godliness which means double uh, deep deep 
Amukas is multiple of deep. Amuk means deep. Amukah is very, you know, multiply deep. As the Pasuk says, deep, deep, who can find it? Which is signifying the the aspects of godliness which are beyond our reach through normal Avedah. Through ordinary, regular, day-to-day Avedah, we can't reach that level of godliness. It's only through the Avedah of Tshuva. Only because it's through tshuva, which comes as a result of a person not behaving in the way that Hashem created a person on straight, to walk straight, to travel straight. But when a person veers off and goes not in the straight path, which is an Aveira, so therefore it leads to tshuva. When a person behaves in a way opposite of straight, which means winding and you know going off on a crooked path and so on, this brings out what the non-straight path leads to in a positive way <clears throat> that through this traveling on the crooked path it leads to tshuva which brings out the hidden, the deeply, deeply hidden levels of godliness which cannot be reached through ordinary straight uh, straight Aveda but only in a what's called a bounce uh, when it bounces back in other words when it's something that you get into trouble and then you make your way back through Tshuva which is a higher level this will be the, the, this kind this level of godliness will be there in a manifest in a revealed way in the third base of Migdash the Binyanitzchi which is the eternal base of Migdash which will be revealed in speedily in the day through Mashiach.